I don't know what it is about the pandemic. Everybody is riding bicycle now. So <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw your bicycle there. So yeah. a couple of guys were riding bike and they they invited me to come. I'm like, bro, man, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not about that life <laughs> yet. <laughs> yet. Hi, welcome to Life on Purpose, the podcast where we talk about living your full existence on purpose through six buckets of faith, fitness, family, focus, finance, and friends. I'm your host, Lana Bimero. Let's jump right into it. In this episode, I talked to Adebilu Ayonride, uh, aka Ayonbelu, who is, I know he, he doesn't like certain people calling him pasta, but he is Pastor Belu. Um, Aya is a good friend of mine. We went to high school together. He was actually the head boy um, of my set in uh, Commande Secondary School, alma mater. Shout out to those commandos listening. Um, and so Aya and I talk about faith like Abraham, and uh, he shares something so uh, so drastic, so impactful that I think is important for you to stay tuned all the way to here. He shares a personal experience, personal experience where prayer and faith led into something so powerful. I'm not going to give it away. Um, I know you will be touched. Your life will be impacted. And obviously, this is under the faith section. All right. So today I have my dear brother, um, Ayurida Adibilu, um, and uh, I'll say something about um, Ayo before um, before I ask him to really give his own uh, uh, introduction or bio. Um, Mr. Bilu was the head boy of my. Oh, no. Yeah, I have to say it. <laughs> my, my podcasters have to hear it. I was the head boy of my set, my command set. Um, yeah, I'm about to date us here, but in 2001, um, when we left uh, Command Secondary School at Keja, and, um, you know, a true brother, and, you know, I was catching up with my mom um, not too long ago, and um, she was asking about some people in general, and, and you know, and she got to, I was like, ah, I don't call, I'm like, I was good, it's, you know, it's doing God's work, you know, and all that, she's like, ah, hey, yeah. Make sure you stay close to Ayo. Ayo is your brother. Like, ah, there's some things I can tell you. You're your true brother. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. So, Ayo Bilu, thank you so much for jumping on Life on Purpose podcast. Really appreciate it. Um, one of the things I always do is give people an opportunity to tell um, the listeners, you know, just who, who you are, you know, high level, one minute. Who are you? Who is Ayo Nidea Bilu? Um, I can share that you. Although you don't like the definition of pasta, but you are. Uh, so, yeah, uh, let, let me throw that out there. So go ahead. Tell us who you are, sir. All right. Thank you, Lano. Um, the listeners, what Lano hasn't also said was Lano was the social prefect for that set. <laughs> You're like, okay, let me throw it back to you. Okay, he cool. was also the social prefect for that set. And he was one of the people I knew. I shared a very good brotherly and working relationship with which has lasted even till now. Um, well, my name is Ayurindi Adebilu. Um, it's a name I'm very proud of and I'm grateful to God for. Um, well, I am, I am a man of many parts. You know, I love meeting people. Um, professionally, I'm in the healthcare industry, went to school, medicine, psychology, did a bit of everything. And um, I'm here today in public health. Um, I'm also someone who is into content development. I'm also into human resource training. 
I'm also into leadership change management. And I manage projects, events, anything particularly. I have um, leanings towards music and entertainment, presentation and production. Um, there are a whole lot of, and I love Christ. Yes, I mean, that's the core of who I am. Right. I love I love Christ to bits. So people call me pastor because I can't stop talking about Christ. So, well, I wouldn't know, but I love Christ and I love talking about him everywhere I go. And I've had the opportunity to talk about him in various nations of the world. Yeah. Yes, that's a bit of it. Man, thank you so much. Thank you so much for that high level. You know, the my um the whole idea of my podcast was birthed from my blog which again is life on purpose um and um one of the things that i tried to do as i was uh, determining what structure to write but also to speak um is find key things and themes um that could be uh, the anchor of my speaking teaching writing or whatnot and so it's faith fitness family, focus, finance, and friends. So there's six Fs, faith, fitness, family, focus, finance, and friends. So it's interesting as you described, you know, yourself and introduced yourself, you know, you said Christ is your core. And I, I and for me, that faith is that core. That's the beginning of it. And I've told people that sometimes you have to look at that, those six things for me, I look at it like an onion. And the first layer is faith. And then fitness is, is my physical body ability and the healthness of me. To, you know, I can't live on God's work if I can't or can't live on anything. If my physical vehicle, the body in which I've been given uh, and the mind that comes with it is not at peace, then my family is my first responsibility. And then, you know, it goes on from there. You can pick and choose whether focus is your purpose. You know, your finances are needed in order to deliver on your purpose. Your friends are the relationships that you build beyond just your family that help you to continue to propagate the gospel or whatever it is. So, Mary, thank you so much for jumping up. All right. So I, I told you that we're going to talk about, you know, faith like Abraham. And I, as I was thinking about that topic, I was like, who do I know that, you know, exercise faith? Um, so many areas and you know I you came to mind and, and here's why you know I, I remember in high school times where you know I, I was a man of many hats and, and many hats and then I'll share this that you you were um, quite responsible early um, for family life you know and, and and so I saw that in you and you know now retrospectively looking it's like man, this guy really did some things that some of us were not even aware of, you know, from a faith standpoint. You had faith in God early on and you executed that faith. So I wanted to just bounce with you on that. When you look at Genesis 22 and faith uh, like Abraham, you know, one of the things that stands out, and I thought I'd just pick your brain on this, in verse five, you know, and the whole story is Abraham being told to go sacrifice his son. In verse five, you know, when he gets to a point, um, with um the uh uh with the two men that followed him he told them hey you guys stay here um let me and the lad go up and we will come back we'll come back you know what what do you think of that i mean is that is that faith is that delusion is that lying i mean like there has to be what are your thoughts on that um you see faith is and is what i and this is what i keep saying um, for everything God created, 
Satan also created something to look like you. Mm. You understand? Mm. So, in other words, when you speak in faith, the scripture says you speak of those things that be not as though they were. Yeah. Because even at the time Abraham was practicing this faith, he did not even know he was exercising faith. He didn't know. He only had a confidence in God. You understand? He yeah. only had a confidence in God. When he said, myself and my son, or we will come back and worship, me, this is me now. This is me right. speaking. You understand? Right. This is me speaking. Right. Abraham knew that whether his son was sacrificed that day or not, his son would always be with him. That's one. Two, did he see God coming in to rescue Isaac just at the last minute? No, because the Bible recalls the knife was already on the boy's throat. Mm -hmm. The knife was already at the, on the neck of that boy. And God said, do not harm that boy. Harm is a key word. Harm is an intention to inflict injury, cause pain. So it means Abraham was already close to slicing off the neck of his son and god said what kind of what kind of what kind of man is this 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 is this is what abraham thought i guess if i go all the way for this god he will go all the way for me why if i go all the way for this god he will go all the way for me one two god had told abraham before then that Ishmael was not the son of covenant, was not the son of covenant, that it was Isaac. Yeah. So he knew that this God who had given his word about Isaac being the son of covenant would not at this time go back on his word by taking Isaac out of the picture because God is not a liar. And that helps me to understand that if God spoke a word to me 20 years ago, if he spoke that word indeed, 20 years after, if that word has not come to pass, it is because the season for that word coming to pass has not yet come. So if what you are going through, whatever internal or external conflict, you are going through whatever storm you are going through is not in pari passu to the word God has said. Know that that period is just for a season because God will remain God. You can call God a fool, He won't say anything. Don't forget, he said the foolishness of God is better than the wisdom of men. <laughs> so if you, if you call God a fool, He won't take offense. Call God a thief. He won't take offense. But you call God a liar mm. and he stands up in all fury. Mm. He has exalted his word far above, far above his name. So insult his name, I mean, uh, desecrate his name, mm. blaspheme against his name, mm. he can just keep looking at you. But you say you said this and you did not do it. You're a liar. Uh, yeah, it doesn't work well. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because saying God is a liar is saying God cannot be trusted. The, the integrity of God is his word. Mm. The integrity wow. of God is his word. So he, 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 he doesn't joke with his word. Because you see, when it comes to his name, <laughs> his name is most of the times the names that people have given him. Look at all the names you look at Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah yeah. Shalom, Jehovah, Jehovah that these are names that people gave to God because of the encounter right. they had with God. Yeah. Yeah. So those names were born out of a particular kind of encounter. Right. You understand? But yeah. when God speaks, God says, Who is he that speaks when God has not spoken? Okay. Who is he that said, Does hear the Lord when the yeah. Lord has not spoken? God's word in heaven mm. is law. Yeah. On earth, it is law. Hmm. Under the earth, it is law. Right. So, and that is, and that, and that is why I say Abraham's faith was remarkable because he took every action in belief of God's word. You know, I I appreciate that. You know, and I was as I was thinking about it, you talked about seasons, and on the tail end of that chapter. You know, you read, and there are two ways to think about the tail end of that chapter. You read in verses, I think, 24, about, you know, the lineage that follows, um, you know, uh, Abraham's brothers, children, and on and on. And, and, and somewhere in there, you read of Rebecca, right? Um, yeah. It's almost the seed that starts the conversation of how is this lineage going to follow through? But another way to look at that could be, you know, God just reaffirmed his promise to Abraham from, you know, I think it's chapter 15 earlier that, you know, I will, you know, I will bless you. You will be, you know, your generations. And, and then he just reaffirmed that in, in the latter parts of uh, verse 16, uh, 17, with the reward of chapter 22, that, you know, in multiplying, I'm, I've just done all of that. And then the, the Bible has presented today, later says, then talked about someone, another man's seed. It's almost like a slap in the face sometimes. You know, it's like, okay, I just promised you all of this, but let's pause on this. this and then so now I was giving back to children. And, and this one has just grandchildren. And so, you know, exactly. <laughs> so if you're, you know, talk a little bit about that because you touched on it. I don't, I don't want people to lose sight of that. The importance of season and, and maybe also not the importance of just seasons for yourself, but the importance of seasons for yourself independent of other people's seasons. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> this is, I'll start this way. <clears throat> if you go out of your season, you will lose your seasoning. Wow, okay. If you go out of your season, you will lose your seasoning. Seasoning, I-N-G, love it. I-N-G, exactly. Because seasoning means your flavor, yep. your taste. What makes you acceptable? What your selling point? Mm. Yeah. Your seasoning only your seasoning flourishes in your season. Yeah. So if you go out of your season, if you go out of your season, what happens is that you lose your seasoning. Yeah. And too many people in a hurry to quote and unquote see the word of God come to pass in their lives because. They do not have faith to be patient enough. I need to say this again. Faith 
births patience. Mm. Faith births yeah. patience. It is the faith you have in God's word that God's word cannot fail that gives you the grace to be patient enough to see that word come to reality. Mm. So, um, uh, uh, if you go out of your season because you are not patient enough, it is because you are not you 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 didn't have faith enough. And too many people have stepped out of God's season for them because mm. they were not patient. And this is the problem about being out of your season: you put in all the efforts, but you see no results. Well. But when you are in your season, this is what God does for you. God colors your efforts and covers your errors. Mm. Colors your efforts and covers your error. All right. Do, do you get my point? Such yep. that you cannot begin to score goals in the field of life with the hand of God. Mm. By the time I mean the hand of God, we all know what the hand of God is in football. Maradona. Yes, sir. <laughs> He's still, the, he's still the only man who's connected in the history of football. And we all saw it. And yes, it, it was a goal. It was a goal. And he said it was the hand of God. Wow. Wow. So, I mean, what you do in your season, quote and unquote, that seems like an error in the in, I mean in the sight of people, by the time it's in your season, it becomes the new style. Mm. God begins to bring miracles out of mistakes such mm. that it seems you can do no wrong. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I, and, and, and that is what, I mean, don't forget this. Abraham would not, would not make a mistake because he had made a mistake once before that time. Yep. The mistake of Ishmael. Ishmael. Yeah. You understand? He had yeah. made the mistake of Ishmael and God had said, okay, you know what? I'm going to make Ishmael a great and mighty nation, but he's mm -hmm. not going to be the covenant. He's not going to be the covenant nation that had made promise with you concern. Right. You get my point. So right. if, he, if he had thought about, oh, Nahor has all uh, many other children, what mm -hmm. am I doing here? Believe you me, it's, the story is even better this way. Because what if, if God had allowed him to sacrifice? Oh. And then just after sacrificing Isaac, he now hears now has given birth to children. Yeah. And I mean, it will have been another painful period in his life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I will always encourage people um, in your season, don't be patient for your season. You yeah. might see other people, I mean, blooming, flourishing. Don't envy, don't be jealous. Let there be no strife, but just yeah. keep patiently waiting for right. your season. And when it comes, you will be like a lava coming out of your cocoon, transforming into a butterfly. Mm. Metamorphosis. Yeah, yeah. As you can tell, Ayo is a, is a biology expert as with a medical degree and everything. So, <laughs> but you know, you know, you know, as, I, as you were talking about, um, you know, a little bit of the season, I, I then became reminded of Moses and how, you know, he, he, he heard from God um, in, in one variation or another that um, he was the one to help uh, liberate his people. Um, and um, that information was good, but timing of it might have been off because he attempted to help God killing the Egyptian. Exactly. Exactly. And, that, and, and the truth is this, that got him into a bit of trouble. And like I right. say again, Moses was an impatient man. Mm. 
It was that impatience that allowed him to knock the rock instead of speaking to it when the children of Israel began to complain. Mm. And it was that impatience that allowed his eyes to see the promised land, but his feet never stepped ah. step on it. Oh. So sometimes in your season of, of I mean, don't forget there are seasons. So right. in your season of waiting, yeah. If you, I, I, like I would always say, when I don't know what else to say, I keep quiet. Mm. You know, that's why, and that's why I understood what God says when he says, stand still and know that I am God. God. You know, Don McClucky, Donny McClucky said, after you don't know, you can. After you don't know, you can. After you don't know, you can. You just stand. Just stand. Yeah, exactly. So sometimes after I've tried all my intellectual moves, I've tried all my, I mean, all the moves I think I can try, and it seems like I see if everywhere is on lockdown, I just stand. Yeah. And I'm like, God, it's your show now. Wow. 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 All right. So let's, let's just, let's get it. Let's get a little bit more practical, you know, and, and share, if you will, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be your story, but you know, maybe one of the things that I've realized is the Bible is a life. It's living word of God. And there's yeah. so many nuggets that could come out of it. Yeah. Um, but sometimes God blesses people with experiences that could also be a blessing to others. Uh, and relatability, uh, you know, testimonies, right? Um, yes. Um, you, can you share maybe one or two um, thoughts uh, that that you might be aware of of people who actually ex- who actually live this waiting lifestyle, like like Abraham, and 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 some realistic results from that? Um. Okay. So let me let me let me start let me start for myself. Okay. Uh, um. You know, one of the things that really helped me while we were in command mm-hmm. was that I was privileged enough to encounter God um, 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 much earlier on. I was in debate society, you remember? Right. We used mm-hmm. to go for debates and yep. all that. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember, and I remember vividly that, you know, we, we, we had debates with schools that we then were way better than ours schools like right. college like yeah. um, like all those big big name schools yes. and, all. and i remember then that when we were going for competitions those of us who went to represent the school i would even though i was afraid to tell everybody but i would say please can we pray you understand mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then some would join us to say okay let us pray and but there was one particular senior one particular senior what is the answer of this prayer why are mm-hmm. we praying let, let's not waste our time is that how you know the answer to the question of not mm-hmm. you understand mm-hmm. and yeah. this, he somewhat mocked me then for right. for thinking that by praying god will help us win the competition mm-hmm. now this, this is where two things happen here first Every competition that he went for to represent the school, mm-hmm. we always came second. Mm. And painfully, we would lose by maybe one mark or 0. 0.5. Mm. And it would always be under controversial circumstances. Mm. Mm. Either because they answered the question and, and the judge and the and the quiz master said no, the bell had already 60 seconds had passed before you At answered. Yeah. And you know, there shall be one story, and like we almost won, we could have won. 
right. you understand? Mm-hmm. But when it was me leading the team, you see those situations that worked against the school then would be we'll the same situations, but will work in favor of me. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That was the first one. So one day with the quiz and debating society where, I mean, we were talking, I know people were like, and somebody pointed it out that stop complaining. You know, this thing when they work against you. Sorry, mm. pardon those who don't No, you're fine, you're fine. But, but this thing that does not usually work in your favor, how come is when it's AY's turn? You know, it's like I see something will happen to favor them. And I'm like, is God. And this young man said, this senior said, get out of here with God. You're blah, 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 blah. And this is what I told him. I said, you wait and see. You that you are saying with God, with God, you will become a pastor one day. And guess what? Yep. This this senior decided wanted to punish me because I said it was good to be a pastor. <laughs> Fast forward many years after, I gained admission to Obafemolo University in Uife. And um, when I got in, although I had already spent a few years in real life because I didn't get the medicine I wanted to study then, but I now finally got medicine in OAU. So I left for OAU. And then you know, you remember, uh, you remember Kalu Ojuku, we call him Ojuku. Ojuku, yep, yep. Ojuku. Okay, so Ojuku also yep. was in OAU at that time. Yep. Right. And then Ojuku was in OAU at that time. And then Ojuku said, guess who the pastor of RCF is? Now, RCF is the largest campus fellowship in Abafemelo University. Wow. And I was like, who? I don't know. I don't know. He said, by the time he mentioned the name, I'm like, it's a lie. <laughs> it was the name of this senior that almost punished me. He was there when because he happened. Because you told him because he was, I was going to be a pastor. pastor. <laughs> I said, it's a lie. He said, don't worry. I'll take you to his room. We got wow. to his room. We didn't meet him in the room that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we waited for him. And then I saw him coming. He had... Hmm. Did he have dicks in his I'm telling hand? you, that's what I'm going to tell you. He Did had dicks. He had, he had dicks in his hand. Concordance. I'm oh. like, you know, even me that put an unquote gave the word of prophecy or the prediction, found right. it so difficult to believe that right. when he came in, I just saw him. He saw me, we screamed, we shouted, and he's like, yep. said, Ayon, are you talking about <laughs> Now, wh- why I'm saying that is because, you know, at that time, when we were in school, yeah, a lot of people saw AY as larger than life. In fact, oh. I still have people today who went to command together, and I'm still right. wondering why they, quote unquote, hold me in such awe as it mm-hmm. were. You understand? Mm-hmm. But right. it was obvious that it was God. I yeah. never, I, 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 I taught myself as Lord, I really don't know much, but I'm mm-hmm. going to trust you completely, mm-hmm. entirely. So, mm-hmm. you know, help me make the right decisions and all. And that's what I saw God do. Faith, mm-hmm. faith. Um, when I was, a, uh, um, t- when I was as a teenager, I was right. the head of our teen squire in my church in RCCG. Mm-hmm. And cut long story short, we were to minister on a Monday evening at Redemption Camp. Mm-hmm. And on... On Saturday night, before that Monday, the guy to lead the song died. Wow. He died. And he died because I killed him. How? (laughs) (laughs) He was rushed to the hospital, and Mm. he was told by the doctor that they had to operate him. Like, he was not operated in 30 minutes, he would die. And then he called me and said, this is what the doctor said. Mm. And... I prayed with him, but as I dropped the call, I had God speak to me clearly. If that boy does that operation, he's actually going to die. Wow. 
And I got worried and scared. And I was like, God, how do I tell this guy not to do the operation? Because the doctor has said he need to do this operation in 30 minutes. Mm. And I said, okay, God, if you know you don't want to do the operation, let him call me back. And this guy calls me back and says they are wheeling him into the theater now, but he's a bit worried and he just wants me to pray with him again. Mm. I was about 17. Mm. I didn't have liver. Instead mm. of telling him what I thought, what I had God tell me, mm. I prayed with him again. Mm. So mm. after we prayed, I prayed with him again, he left. And, and, and then God said, Ayo, you are going to kill that boy. If that boy mm. does that operation, he's really going to die. So I said, God, I'm scared. And this is, I mean, it sounds odd. Mm. It sounds mm. awkward, but I'm mm. telling you, I was mm. hearing God speak to me. And mm-hmm. he said, and I said, if you know you don't want to do this operation, then let him call me back a third time. Mm. About five minutes later, he calls me back. Wow. Now I'm shaking. Mm-hmm. Now I am literally shaking. Mm-hmm. And he says he's already on the he's in the OR, he's already on the t- operating table, and they're about oh. to open him up, but he's still scared. There's no why he's still scared. And he just needs me to pray with him one more time. And mm. then I began to pray. Now, when I don't know about now, but then as a teenager, we have one, we have one policy. Don't tell Ayo to say closing prayer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah ne- never. Because if you close, not it close. <laughs> It'll be all prepared for the next week's session. <laughs> so, you know, don't tell me to close prayer because something will happen. Something just will happen. But when I began to pray for this guy, because as I was praying, God was saying, You are still praying. I told mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So I was having some internal conflict and he sensed it on the phone. He said, I was wrong. You cannot pray for me with confidence. I can't, I'm not feeling the mm-hmm. confidence in your prayers. And I said, dude, don't let me lie to you. From the first moment you called me, this is what God told me. That before mm-hmm. the operation, you were going to die. Mm-hmm. Is that what God said? You should have told me that one since now. Is that what God, I said, I don't know how to tell you. You are mm-hmm. in pain. The doctor mm-hmm. says this. He cuts the call. And the next thing I mm-hmm. get around that call, this time around, the call comes from his mom. Are you Ayoro in the Ali Belo? I said, mm. yes. So that we just want to tell you that this, your friend, is dead. Mm. We are bringing wow. him to bury him in Lagos. And we are, wow. to, we are going to buy two coffins, one for him and one for you. Wow. <laughs> Dude, I went ballistic. Like, wow. I went ballistic. So he, he, he refused to do the operation. And he mm. refused to do the operation. He died. Wow. So by then, oh, I was in hot water. The wow. news has spread that it was because I told him not to do the operation that he died. All wow. our team's teachers, they started calling me. See what all of you teenagers that you are saying you are hearing from God. You see the way you have done. I mean, wow. I was I was shaking. I was, wow. I was, I showed my mom. Then I was using a Sajem, my X5, my wow. X6. It was one of those phones that you could still see. If you want to you want to call somebody, you could put the person's picture and call the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, so I, my mom was like, what was going on? I told my mom. My mom said, well, let me see the person's picture. When mm. I saw the person's picture, my mom just said, yeah. I said, what happened? I said, this person is gone. He's dead. He's gone. I'm like, he's gone? He said, yes. Yeah. But this is what the Lord told me to tell you, that you are mm. the one that will determine how this story ends. Mm. One of my boys said, cool, this boy has died. He said, this wow. boy has died. How will the story now end the game? So mm. I ran to redemption camp. Can I get daddy Gio? Can I get mm-hmm. mommy Gio? Can I get mm-hmm. nobody was available? I was mm-hmm. lying down on one road in redemption camp over the night and I began to pray. I began to cry. I began to say, God, I know I've been, I've not been a perfect boy in all my life. I know, but don't use this to punish me. Every mm-hmm. mistake I've ever made, just have mercy on me. Please don't mm-hmm. embarrass me. But, uh, and I kept praying. Mm-hmm. Next morning was Sunday morning. 
Sunday morning was to be the last day of our rehearsals before we really start the program on Monday. We got to church after service and the rehearsal was to start. We couldn't start rehearsal. Everybody was looking at me like I see if I was the killer. Mm. Because the news had already spread around. Right? Right. Because I told him not to do the operation. Not to do. That he didn't do the operation. But here's what happened. So the next morning, his mother got the coffin. They took him in and they brought him out of the mortuary. He had spent seven hours in the mortuary and they brought him out of the coffin and they put him in the coffin. And as they were about to close the coffin, the young man woke up and said, where are they taking him to? Wow. <laughs> wow. Everywhere scattered. I had never heard the story. Everywhere, wow. Everywhere scattered. After seven hours. Everywhere wow. scattered. In fact, the mortuary attendants in, in attempting to run away from the dead body, mm. fell down and suffered injuries so serious that they had to be admitted to the, into the hospital immediately. Wow. You get my point? So, yeah. so he now says, and this happened in Ibadan. We were in wow. Lagos. There was, right. was in Ibadan. And so he says, you know what? As he woke up everywhere scattered, he told his mother, I'm going to Lagos. The last rehearsal is today. Administration is tomorrow. Wow. I am going to Lagos. I am going to Lagos. I need to go to Lagos. And so he got to Lagos. Meanwhile, rehearsal was a funeral ceremony, actually, because nobody could time. sing. Nobody yep. could. And, you know, I myself was already running in high fever. You understand? Everything, yep. Everywhere was so tense. And then, boom, my friend enters the venue of our rehearsals. Wow. Everybody scattered. Mm. Everybody ran. Mm. I was like, don't run. It's me, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me. Quite long mm. story short, he gathers us together sits us down and then he begins to share his experience tells mm. us tells us of how he died how he got to heaven how jesus christ showed him the various mansions and all and all and then jesus said but wait before i allow you in here i have to open a book and if your name is in that book you are in if your name mm. is not in that book sorry you are not in and right. he was not like god please let my name be in the book let my name be in the book you know he said this is his story now right and he said that as jesus is about to open the book jesus said but wait before i open the book i want to show you something now this is where i got the shock of my life mm -hmm. this is where uh, he rose back from the dead he didn't really shock me as much as this next time i'm about to tell you mm -hmm. so he says that jesus said he should look he looked and this is what he did he described exactly where I was on redemption camp, the exact road I was on redemption camp, exactly wow. what I was wearing that day, exactly wow. the posture I was lying down. He described wow. it to the smallest details. And wow. he now began to repeat the prayer I was praying that day to God, where only me was praying that God, if I have sinned against you, if I've wow. made a mistake. Wow. He began to repeat it back to me word uh. for word for word. The more he spoke, the more shocked I became because yep. nobody else was there. It was just me crying. Mm -hmm. And he said, while you were praying that night, mm -hmm. I and Jesus were listening to you. We were hearing mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. And he said, and, and said, Jesus told him, I said, you know what? I'm not going to open this book just now. I need mm -hmm. to go back there. And when you get back there, tell him that when he prays, I hear, I mm -hmm. listen, and I answer. Amen. Amen. And wow. so he said, Ayo. And he said, he, he began to cry. He said, Ayo, it's because of you, God brought me back. God brought, it's because of you, God brought me back. You know, mm. all of a sudden, all wow. those people who insulted me that I thought I heard from God, I killed mm. my friend and all mm. that, mm. all of a sudden, I was like, where are they now? Mm. Where, you know, where, you where, know. <laughs> when we are saying Glory these things, 
You understand? When we are saying these things, you know, yeah. and at the end of the day, I mm. looked at that. I looked at all that happened. And to even make to make to make it more real, he began mm-hmm. to call out teenagers who had been doing things that were wrong. And he was just mm. saying, You, you did this one. You God showed me wow. you did this one. Wow. You know, that day brought repentance in the choir. Everybody was weeping. Wow. wow. This wow. happened like about 10, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. There about today, he's still alive. Wow. Today he's married with a daughter. Wow, wow, wow. Although, although, although he still gets on my nerves at times. And when he does, I'm like, you know, it's because of me. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let me send you back. <laughs> Don't let me send you back. <laughs> and you're telling prayer. me, why are you always referring to this? Why are you always referring to I'm like, ah, just know, ah. just in case you're progressing. Let me remind you. Now, wow, wow, let, wow. let me now take two steps forward. At about the same time, at about the same time next year, exactly the same time the next year my immediate younger brother died mm-hmm. and i refused to bury him he died on the 17th his of, of december his birthday was on the 26th of december so on his birthday he was in the mortuary i refused to bury him i was like god if you used me to raise yeah. someone else from the dead you must raise this one and at the end of the day when it was the 30th of december People reached out to me because I told I told I was wondering about the copy of my money. I said, look, I, I'm not my mother is not going to use her money to do anything. I'm going to stand here and he's going to come back to life. But we're like, we can't carry his dead body into the new year. We have to do something. And so last minute, December 30th, we had to go and bury him. You know, I bought a simple coffin. He had no key, he had no lock. And so when they brought the coffin and they put his body in and they were about to bury him, they had already dug the grave. They were about to lower the coffin into the grave. I told him, I said, you know what? Just give me one more time. Let me pray this one more time. Mm-hmm. If, 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 if it doesn't work, then I'll know he's gone. Mm-hmm. And I tried to open the coffin. They, they tried to open, they opened the coffin for me, but the coffin would not open. It wouldn't budge. This was a mm-hmm. simple wooden coffin that had no lock, no mm-hmm. key, no, 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 nothing. I thought they were trying to deceive me that mm-hmm. the coffin couldn't open. So I pushed them out of the way and I tried to open the coffin myself. And shockingly, the coffin refused to open. Mm. And right there, I had in my ears, let him go. I've taken him, I brought his home with me. Since my brother died on the 17th, one water did not escape out of my eye. But as I heard that word, let him go, he's with me. I just broke down there and I began to cry. You know, and I, and I just began to cry and it was breaking my heart. It was breaking my heart, but I knew, I knew that God had taken him home. But yeah. it, was still, it was still breaking my heart. Why would you, why would yeah. you, you yeah. know, just exactly this time last year, last year, Somebody right. died. I was not even in the place of where the person was. I was not in the same place with the person. But somehow mm. you used me to bring that person back to life. My own flesh and blood that I love so much. Right. Why? Mm-hmm. And he asked me a question. The fact that I took your brother, does it change the fact that I'm God? I said, oh. you are still mm. God. And I realized that that was what faith was. Yeah. Faith is when you believe, even when what has happened, doesn't make you happy anymore. Job said, even though he slay me, mm. yet still, still I will trust him. Yeah. 
That's what Amen. Job said. Amen. So it's Amen. easy to declare faith when everything is rosy and All sweet. Right. You understand? Faith is yep. sweet. Yep. It's easy to say, Lord, I love you when you have a good house, you're beautifully married, you have wonderful children, wow. your bills are paid. You know, mm -hmm. faith is beautiful. But how you know the true test of faith is in the storm, mm. is in the mm. fire. Mm. Like, the, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Nebuchadnezzar, we're not careful to answer you in this matter. We mm. know our God that mm. is able to deliver us. But right. even still, if he does not deliver us, we mm. are still not going to bow down to this, to this idol. Mm. So that, mm. that, that, that is faith. Yeah. Faith, faith knew, faith was Abraham knowing that, look, I am so old. Yes, mm -hmm. I know God was miraculous enough to allow Sarah to give birth to a child at the age of 90. But now she's over 100. Yeah. How, how will she still be able to give birth? Abraham didn't ask those questions. He only said, God has spoken and I have to give it. And that's why. Wow. Wow. Iron Man, that was powerful. That was powerful. And, and you know, I think bringing it home to the point that, you know, we talk about faith like Abraham. And, and it's not to say it's easy to see that faith, Abraham, because we saw the end result yeah. that Isaac, you know, remained. But the story you just shared, you know, faith, spite. In other words, God is God in, in, <laughs> completely independent of, I'm telling of you, ourselves. Like, of ourselves. It is, it's completely, it's, <laughs> there's, there's just no description that's, that qualifies him in any factor. Lano, Even a, flood, a, a flood came and mm -hmm. wiped out the entire earth. He remained uh -huh. God. Ah. A virus came and wiped uh -huh. out millions of people. He still remains God. Remains God. <laughs> you know, he, he so cannot be more God than he was. Yeah. Yeah. He cannot be, he cannot be less more God, God. Than, and he cannot be less God than he is. <laughs> that is just awesome. Wow, is. it's so beautiful. And so I appreciate you sharing that story. That's, that's powerful. And I hope listeners take something away from that, which is, you know, yes, we talk about faith like Abraham. You know, the story of Abraham ends well because we see that. But the story Pastor Bello just shared with us um, gives us a different perspective. Um, that, that God is completely independent of anything that comes forth. I have one last question. I know you have to run. Okay. I have one last question um, that I ask. And um, this is the last time I'm going to ask this question for this season of Life on Purpose. This is the first season of the podcast. Um, I know you're, you're well-traveled and um, you've traveled quite often. Um, um, you know, and I, I, something you didn't really share is your leadership role um, in a strong ministry, um, Reimka Center of God. I know you are very... Whatever, whatever. Don't look at me anyhow. <laughs> you know, your leadership role. And as a result of that, you're well traveled. Um, and so this question is, where is your perfect restoration spot? Like if you if you were to say, you know what, I need I just need a couple of days to restore, you know, and, and some people call it vacation or whatever, but what what would you say? Where is your perfect uh, you know what chill spot? I've heard people say, you know, every Actually, one of my friends said this, and I'll give you that because I think it's important. One of my friends said a, a Nigerian, a, a perfect Nigerian beach. And this is a guy that lives here in America with me. And I was like, why? And, you know, he was saying those things are home is where it's at. Home is where peace is at. Um, but 
where's your perfect spot? Like, where would you go and just spend time in restoration? Um, I realized that uh, that um, your vacation mm-hmm. does not depend on the location. Ooh, ooh, sky. Oh, yeah, we can go. We can go. We can go. <laughs> no, no, because uh, some people are some people some people attach a location. Uh, some people attach a location to oh, I want to travel to Maldives. I want to travel to the Caribbean. I want to travel to you know maybe Europe. And all that is good. But you say your friend could not have put it better. Where do you feel at home? Mm. Where is your mind at rest? Mm. Mm. That you you have your support system here, everything here, it's where you call home. So for me, it's not a particular country. I love travel, thank God you know. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I travel and I love traveling, I love meeting new people, I love meeting, mm-hmm. I mean, seeing new places. Mm-hmm. But for me, if I tell you this, it will sound it will sound somehow my perfect place of you know rejuvenation and restoration. Lock me up in my room. Let me stock everywhere with food, mm-hmm. lights, twenty four seven. I got my internet. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have to communicate with anybody for anything. No one is calling to disturb me for anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not by myself. Mm-hmm. Wake up, sleep, pray, study, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's no human interaction for like three days or four days. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, by the time I come out again. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm rejuvenated. I'm, I'm mm. coming physically and mentally restored. Yeah. That's just me. Uh, that's just me. Because I tell you this: when I travel out, I always have this challenge. I don't stay. I want to see everything in the short time I have in that country. I know. <laughs> so I had you rest. Yeah. I, want see, I want to see as many cities I can. I want to see as many people I can. You understand? So right. exactly. So when yeah. I'm in my restoration mode, I'm, mm. I'm home. Just mm-hmm. me, and I mean mm-hmm. me, me. Everywhere, everything is stopped. I don't have to meet anybody. I don't mm-hmm. have to do anything, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm just there. And I've noticed that it's in those times, you know, I begin to get a better revelation of what the scriptures are about. I right. begin to have, you know, uh, my your, your mind is open to readily receive whatever mm-hmm. God chooses to, you know, drop in. And at the same time, to your body. Is properly restored. You understand, yeah. and I think, yeah. I think, I think for me personally, it might change later on. I wouldn't yeah. know, but for now, if you ask me, that's where I'm at.